Hey guys and welcome back to Only the Brave. My name is of course Dane Smith. I think we are getting a little acquainted now, you know, because it's been a couple of episodes and we are in season two. So welcome to our YouTube subscribers. Thanks so much for joining us. Today's conversation is something that's really close to my heart and my guest's heart um, today. And, you know, it's it's a problem we are experiencing in South Africa. And it's very important that we continue to have this conversation so that we can, you know, educate ourselves more and more. Because the more we, we speak about these things, the, you know, the, the, the better we have, the better chance we have at addressing it and hopefully one day eradicating it. So it has been found that the World Health Organization uh, ran a study and they found that 60,000 women and children have been victims of gender-based violence. And of course, this number is not accurate because of all the, the unreported cases that are found. And today, speaking about her experience, my very good friend Nandipa is here to share with us you know, and take us through her journey when it comes to gender-based violence. So welcome to Only the Brave, Nandi. I know it's been a long time coming. I'm so happy to be here. You don't even know. I'm so happy to be here. I haven't seen this man in there forever, so I'm really happy to be here. And it's so funny because we've been saying that so this is so this we never get to do it. So today is the day, guys. Yeah, because there was a they were like, you know, just building up to this, like just getting all the equipment together. Cause like I mentioned to you, you know, some of my equipment had to go in for repairs. So there was just like technical blocks after technical blocks. But I'm I'm glad we are here today and we and can finally take him seriously. <laughs> no, but you know, and, and, and Nandi has been like texting me like friend, when's the equipment up? I'm ready. Um these, these are my available dates, you know, and so but eventually, you know, yeah. we are we are here to have this conversation. And I'm so grateful that you are brave enough to share your story. Because I remember as your friends, we went through this uh, with you as well. Because you were communicating it with us. And, you know, we were back and forth at the time. Um, texting and stuff. And I'm, I'm very, you know, glad that you are sharing this to the world. Can I just tell you that? <laughs> I'm, so, I, I'm laughing now because I find humor in everything. When I, one of the days when I started to walk out, Dane was so mad at me. He's, he's just like, Nandipa, how can you allow this? And I was like, listen, Dane, you haven't been in this situation, so hush. And then he explained his story, so I understood where the anger came from, so... Yeah. So I'm glad to be here, friend. Like, and I haven't seen you in ages. So I know. So um, it's like a little reunion <laughs> yeah, and then is, a little bit of, you know, <laughs> podcasting going with it. You know, we're just like multitasking because as adults, our lives are a little bit <laughs> busy now and stuff. So thank you so much for making the time. And I'm glad that we're actually yes. doing this. Yes, friend. Thank you for having me. I can't express that enough. Yeah, so um, just we're gonna jump into because we because this time around our episodes are not that long. We're just trying to be you know quick and effective. So just to jump into it, you know, take us through your your journey with this with you with your uh, perpetrator. You know how it started, how it ended. You know, you know, one of the things that as an abuser you 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 talk about when you go through this thing, you're always so quick to point out. He did this, he did this. It was such a bad relationship. And you forget to point out, actually, I stayed, even when he did abuse me, and we forget to point out that actually, in the time frame, he was a good boyfriend. You know, that's why even during the abuse, he decided to stay. Mm-hmm. You know, he, and I, I'll be honest with you, 80% was bad, 20% was good. Um, 
I was dealing a very violent man, a very a man that you know, every time you go out, you go out, you worried that oh my goodness, are you going to get into a fight with someone? He was, you know, that you know that type of people that are always ready for fights. Yes, and he was that type of boyfriend. So I, I want to say he was good. Yes, he was good. Because yeah, there was obviously something that attracted you, yeah, to him. You know, but I can't sit here and say that because the the. It was, what should I say the first week the first couple of weeks of us dating I said mm-hmm. to him you you're gonna beat me up and I said to him I even asked him do you have mommy issues you know and his friend I remember the skate day his friend in the background laughed mm. you know I think it's because of my personality you yes, know because you're, you're very upfront very straightforward you come across the job <laughs> yeah. you know and I was like no man do you have mommy issues and his mm. friend laughed in the background you know and he kept quiet and that's where the problem started you know, you know what they did say in Tosa, I don't know if they say, I don't know in, in English what they say. They say, no, If you don't respect your mother, who are you? Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. You know? So, so those are the jokes that I used to make, not knowing the kind of person that he was. So you were like, kind of also like, yeah. there was like little triggers in what you were saying to you him. Know, you know, and uh, it came to a point where I realized, oh, you know, actually I'm shit. Mm-hmm. Because he would show me in front of his friends, and his friends would not say anything to it, you know. But the funny thing is that you still go back. That's the funniest thing about abuse, guys, is that you see that you're being abused, but yet you still go back. I had my friends telling me, "Get out, get out." I had one one close friend, not friends anymore, that said to me, "Get out," and I was like, "Fuck you! I'm still gonna stay." Sorry for cursing. I'm like, I'm still gonna stay, you know. So, so this thing is real, guys, and and. Let me tell you something as friends, as the outside friends. You can't tell an abused woman to leave the relationship. She needs to decide within herself. Yeah, and what, Elaine, and you saying that, what was your mindset at the time when you were experiencing this abuse? What made you stay? Honestly, if I had to answer that question, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I'm scared to say this. Maybe my parents will be watching it. I don't know. Maybe it's the sex. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, because this is you speaking your truth. So whatever it was, you know, because someone out there might also relate because they might be feeling the same. Like I don't know why I'm staying because I don't want to look at things like the sex or the person's looks and whatever. You know, they want to be more deep when they, when they do discuss this with people when they do ask. Why did you say they want to? You know, be like, no, he was a good person. He did that and whatever. My boyfriend was not a good person. He was not a good person, and um, I picked that from the word go. But I stayed, you know, I wasn't working that time. Mm-hmm, yeah. The whole part of my situation in terms of not working with every single step. And listen, as a woman, it's kind of hard to to be dating when you're not working because you're just like, what do, you, what do you have to offer? And I was at the lowest point in my life as well. Yes. You know, what, what have I got to offer? Oh, so your self-esteem was also... Yes. Yeah, the all-time low. Because at a, at a, at a normal, normal situation, I'll never allow that. Even now, I'll never allow that to disrespect me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always say that to my friends and I say, listen, as long as you work, don't even, don't ever let a man disrespect you. Because that's when he belittles you. Yes. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not okay, guys. It's not okay. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, because uh, I'm now just thinking um, when you, you mentioned that his friends would just it was like a norm for them so I, so his friends never warned you because there's always that like good friend that speaks um, up about it or out about it that says you know what be careful 
this is my friend you know has a bit of a temper this is his history not you know there was never that like you know a warning so, it was always bro code for them so i always tell i always tell people the story so there was a situation where you know how i am i'm a i'm a caterer people that might know me and people hate that about me i'm always the one to ask a man what do you want to eat so this one time excuse me we're helping his friend move and me being loud you know i'm loud sometimes i don't even hear that i'm loud so his friend says to me you're loud yeah well, so I'm like, okay, i accept it i'm loud i'm so apologize and his friend says we say because the way the way is a direct translation of this thing mm-hmm. as he was saying to me the friend was saying this to me and i looked at my boyfriend and i'm like are you going to be okay with your friend addressing me as the way i think yes and my boyfriend just laughed it off that's the kind of relationship i was in his friend could disrespect me in front of him because one friend of his called me a bitch in front of him and he didn't he said he didn't hear which i think was bullshit yeah. everybody else around him heard yes this is the day that he actually beat me up yes yeah, so i remember we had this conversation and, and that, so, that that evening and i think the friend just left yes um listen i had my faults as well i wasn't standing so i was perfect you know i became the disrespectful girlfriend mm. i was disrespecting him because he put it out and you know what i there's one friend of mine that i say this to and i say if a person brings out a bad character in you brings out the worst in you leave that person yeah if you i don't know how to say mean to a man because i was never raised like that yeah. as you said i mean that is go no things just said in the opening so i know how to respect the next person especially as a male so saying mean i don't even think about it i found myself saying mean yeah you just lost all kind of respect yes you know So so he brought the worst in me and unfortunately he brought the worst but I was still there to stay. Mm. I was still thinking let's let's do this, you know? Yeah, let's see because I know there was also a time where you were like, okay, friend, I think, you know, I had the conversation with him, he wants to change. I want him to change. You 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 saw the best in him. You wanted him to go and get onto the straight and narrow because I know he's was also he's a, he's a father. and you you i think you say i think I, i'm not sure if it's just a girl a daughter, a daughter. and you were like is this what you want for your daughter exactly exactly what i said to him i said you cheating me this way is this how you want your daughter to be treated by a man mm. and and you know what the saddest part is about everything day i had my faults i know that I, I won't I won't I won't sit here and say I was perfect I was a perfect of I had my faults he brought up the worst in me and so after we broke up I went to therapy and I texted him and I said to him you know what for every curse that I said to you for every disrespectful thing that I said to you I apologize mm. but you know what the most hurtful thing was is he was never apologetic he admitted that everything was my fault yes i remember well, i still remember that that i was at your place even yeah you you apologized to him hoping that he will also acknowledge his yes. part in it yes but clearly he was not there yet he was not there and 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 one of the things that you said to me i said to you i, I don't know if we were on a call or i was at your place and you said to me i said to you actually i want to fix him and then he mm. and then you like he's a 37 year old man if you can fix him 
there's, there's nothing you can do. He can't fix himself. He's 37. There's no more fixing. Yeah, he yeah. needs. Yeah, he needs to get onto a. He needs to firstly take accountability, and that's what. And that's, that's exactly. I remember that conversation when you said you apologized to him, and he was just not taking any accountability. And I said that you can. You have to let him go because he needs to get to a, a, a point in his life where he realizes what he's doing is wrong and he needs to then change it if he wants to change. And I think that was when you started, stopped communicating with him. Guys, I can't express that enough that abuse, being in an abuse relationship will haunt you forever. And you say you've been, you've got, you're like, sorry, you, you're like, I just want to, on that, so it's haunting you forever. You've been to therapy. So are you saying therapy hasn't isn't helping? Or is it a, is it a longer journey for you? Listen, therapy helped, hundred percent. But the memory still lives on. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's something you can't run away from. You know, it's you you can you you can it can pass ten years, fifteen years, but it will always be that thing in your mind that actually. This man beat me up till my, my eye was closed. Yeah. You know? And the saddest part for me when he was beating me up is that he wouldn't stop. You know, and you, you know when you know when as a man when you've slapped your girlfriend, you're like, oh shit, I'm so sorry, baby. Yeah, like this is yeah, yeah. And this is not me. But I'm for so him it was like feel every 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 it punch was, was like was, a feel. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. It was it was a it was a slap and then after a slap I'm like, nigga. You yeah. really doing this? Yes. You know, and unfortunately for me, I fell. Then you finished me off. You know, so it's it, 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 it's it's a memory that will live on. You can yeah, have it's memory. trauma. Yeah, it's trauma. It's because I was one of those girls, and you know me. I'm one of I advise all my friends. Mm-hmm. I was one of those girls to say it'll never happen to me. To yeah. Have all it takes is a man to threaten me. And then you're out. Yeah, and, that, and I think that's what I was so upset. I'm like, but this is the same person that would always say, but obviously once you're in that, and I mean, you were, there were it was a recipe for disaster almost because you had lost your job, your self-esteem was low, you know, all that kind of uh, led you on that path to stay, you know? So it's kind of like a different conversation you have, um, you like you're in when you are, when, when your security is no longer the same. I don't want to say security wasn't the same because you guys know my father. Mm-hmm. My father was a ride or die. And funny enough, can I just tell you, after this man beat me up, I couldn't go home. I was so scared to go home. I told my uncle, I told my uncle, I'm like, uncle, this is what's happening. You know, and he picked up the phone and he fucking shot at that man. And you know, you know, a bruise, it, it turns green first and it turns purple. Yeah. So my biggest fear was going home. And with that being said, I was like, fuck, if I go home, and my dad sees this. My dad has never beaten me to a point of blood. And you know my dad. Yeah. He was gonna be like, take me to that man that can do this to you. Take me to that boy. And he would beat me up for not taking him to that man. You know? Yes. So I was scared of going home because I'm like, shit, if I go home, shit is gonna hit the fan. You know? And it's so weird how you protect your abuser. You know? Because there was no reason for me not to go home. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason for me to go home. My parents were pleading. Come home. Because mom was in town that time. She was like, come home. And I was like, mm. Yeah, because you also like, there was a, a sense of shame as well. You exactly. wanted to see you in that state. Do you know what I mean? I, I, oh, it was, and then I actually decided to go home. And it was a very dark place for me. Very, very dark place. So I decided to, I actually wanted to check myself into, uh, um, 
you know those hospitals they call them yeah those yeah. yeah but then they like you need assessment first mm-hmm. in terms of gender. yeah there's all process you process. have to go through before so you can get admitted yeah and you know what the funniest thing is a bruiser has a power a bru- and a bruiser has a power over you i don't know how they do it they don't do it with them being there but they've got this thing that you can't go through life without them yeah they like they they great manipulate you Mm. So that's why I never want to judge a person that's been through abuse and yes. say leave. Because they're in this state that they can't live without their abuser. Yeah. And I was one of those. Excuse me. And it's a very... Girls, I know... I know I'm, I, I, I'm not going to speak to Dane now as a, as a person that's doing this interview, but I'm going to speak to you as women, you know? We sit here and we think, oh my goodness, what am I going to be without this man? especially especially this of providing for you in terms of financially whatever sex is good to you thinking you're not going to get sex anywhere else but let me tell you something this life after this it, it, it might it might come across as you can't imagine yourself oh my goodness what am i going to do this life after and that life is amazing you know it's not worth it because i i've gone through this thing 2 years ago but it still lives in my head now if you're going through that every single day in your life That's not healthy. It's not healthy for a woman. And 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 I don't know how this how long this interview is going to be, but I I thought my closing note was going to be I posted up I think 3 or 4 days ago and I said if you can't find happiness within yourself, you can't go to somebody else. You need to find it. Yeah. Peace. Yeah, no one no no one can provide you that happiness. That's how we end up in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's how we end up in that situation because you're like, "Oh my god, I can't live without yes. this man." We're not closing the thing. I want to know because, like, when I when I opened, I spoke about um, you know the stats that the World Health Organization has found because women don't report. Did you report him? Did you go to the police station? I don't know who I was talking to this about. So I went, and unfortunately for for me, I had alcohol in my system that day, and to make matters worse, he had poured beer on me. Mm. He was sober, and that's the part that hurts me the most because he was sober. So that day, he he was fighting and fighting, and then he put alcohol on me. So I had braids that time. So you know, yeah, and it, it sticks, things. yeah. So I got to the police station. It was around about two, three o'clock in the morning. It was winter time because this happened 19 July. Yeah, mm. 19 July. So it's actually going to be a year. Yeah, like two, <laughs> yeah. Two, two years. Yeah. So 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 I went to the police station. Oh, I, Thomas and Skumba were talking about this. And they were like, have you ever gone to a situation where you've gone to the police station and you try to report a matter and the police are just like, yeah. I see, you know how they are? Yeah, you're I drunk. I see, you're wasting our time. Mm-hmm. So I went to the police station that day. Um, I went to uh, his, his friend's girlfriend. So I went there. I was reeking of, reeking of alcohol. I was crying. Um, so I went to the one police station in Centurion and I went to go report there was two black women so sad so these two black women were to report my case to Sing Shaiwe mm-hmm. and they just looked at me like I'm retarded and then they were like what happened yeah? and I told my story I'm crying I'm emotional yeah of course you just to me. This never happened and you were beaten exactly. up You know, so this girl tried to explain the situation, yeah, well, because she was at her boyfriend's place. So I picked up. She, she doesn't know much, mm-hmm. yeah, well, but she kept on emphasizing. Sissy, she has been beaten up by this man. Yeah. Yeah, well. 
these women they didn't even bother to give me report papers. So you you didn't fill out anything. Nothing. Nothing. I didn't sleep that day. So we we went to the other police station. I said to the other police station, but no man. Uh, there was a man. And I'm like, Dada, I don't know what the procedure is. With our, with your but you need to report this. But I need to understand the body. Are the papers that I must fill in because I went to this police station and they gave me this, 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 this. And he was like, No, man, you're supposed to be given this. So they give you this, these papers. So, so these papers are combined with a rape victim. Mm-hmm. You know? So now you need to say where, 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 how it started, where they hit you. Now they need to, for me that they didn't take pictures of me. I took pictures of myself. Yes. So, um, he gave me papers. I filled in those papers. They told me to fill in everything. They told me what to when this this start. And um, the man asked me, when did you guys start dating? I tell them when they started dating. He's like, how are? Happy that's still honeymoon phase relationship, yeah. you know. And I said to him, here's a here's an SMS. I even said on the SMS, I'm scared of you. You know, and you read our texts, you know. And um, so I laid that charge. The following day, they call me again, but you still want to lay the charge. Now, here's the part that, that all women go through. Now, when your abuser smooth talks you, that's a very dangerous one. That he smooth talked me, I dropped the charges. I went to the police station together the following day. He was scared for his life because my uncle said to him, You better fix this because it's all in your career. Yeah. You know. And um, so we got to the police station together. As we got there, um, the, these other guys were there. I think they were detectives or whatever. So they took a ride with him. And one of the things that he said, she also bit me here. And I wouldn't lie, I did bite him because he strangled me. Uh, yeah, you were trying to defend yourself. So, and then the policeman's the, the guy said to him, but a kiss, yours is not visible. Mm-hmm. Hers is visible. And when he could have hit you to death. Exactly. And you know what the funniest thing is? When he was hitting me, I was falling asleep. That's why I ended up biting him. Because I'm like, shit, I'm not going to die in a man's hands. Yeah. You know? And I could feel myself falling asleep. It's like, like, what do I finish. do? Do I let him be? Or do I... Fight for your survival. You know? So I decided, well, let me bite him. The mm-hmm. first time he didn't feel the bite, I went in deeper. Then he let me go. You know? So... Going back to what you said, I did report it, but I, I needed to go to two different police stations to report the situation, you know, excuse me, to report the situation. And it's sad. It is sad. It's sad. You know what broke my heart? There was a white lady there. She's like, baby girl, don't let this go. Mm. The one, the second police station, she's like, don't let this go. These men abuse us too much. Don't let it go. Yeah. Um, what she said about the first police station was, it was too black. And I thought, like, imagine if this was your daughter. Imagine, and exactly, and these are, and, and you know, outside of the race factor, imagine, like, you are a woman, and another woman is coming to you for help, and you are in a position where you can help them, and you're not there to, I mean, you, you are in this position to help people, and, you're, you, and you can't do that. It's, it's really disheartening that as we probably speak and as this will air, there'll be women that will be going through the same experience and the help is just not there from another woman as well. And it's pretty sad, Dane. It's pretty, pretty, it's, it, it's very sad. Like, it's sad. And we've come to a point in our lives, especially this generation, that when a man beats you up, they ask, what did you do? They should be, they, there's, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. It's like getting raped. What were you wearing? Exactly. 
And I think those are the those are the things that we have in you know the, that's the problem we have in our society is that they're always asking the victim, and the perpetrator gets gets away with so many with so much because these questions aren't they they're not asked with those questions like why did you do that like yes. you know what. There's so much we need to do, and I think conversations like this, and I hope one day I will have a conversation with someone who did abuse women, you know, just to get their perspective, and who's obviously overcome that, someone who has wanted to heal from, because it's it's a very dark space for someone to want to beat someone up, you know, so we need to understand why, why they do what they do so that we can fix the problem. So I'm very grateful for you for sharing your story with us. It is yeah. For every woman that is going through it, you need to find it within yourself. You can't be told by friends. Because when you ask me to walk away, I end up finding a crime. I'm sorry to mention her name. She called me crying. She's like, one of the things that she asked me, funny thing about him. So I told him what I had said. She ended up like, what does this man do for you? So I told him that I was expecting, and he's like, one of the things he said, it would take, I wish she was that baby. I was like, Because she was there fighting for you. And I was like, nah. Yeah, this, this, this you, is not it. I hope that he's getting the help he 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 needs, and I hope he's watching this or listening to this, you know. And 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 for men who are abusers, I hope that you know this gets them thinking that there's something that they need to work on because there's a dark there's there's really something dark happening to them that they need to address and they need to overcome because we cannot we can no longer live in the society where women and children are being getting killed, you know, abused at the hands of men. Can I say something before we close off? Men, and I'm speaking generally to the men now. Please know, as a friend, if you do not tell your friend that Jita, you're an abuser, you're just as guilty. Mm-hmm. Because if you, I was, I got watched getting abused. They watched me getting abused emotionally and they did nothing. Please know, man, if you watch your friend beating up or emotionally abusing a woman, you're just as guilty, you're capable of it. You're, because you watched it happening. So, man, if you if you find your your, your guy friend, yes, I know the situation, but it's none of my business, but there's a limit to it. There's a limit, and you guys know that limit. Hmm. So if you watch your if you watch your friend speaking to their girlfriend in a specific way, call him out. Otherwise, you're just as guilty. Yeah, thanks for that. I think that's so powerful and that's so true. We do need to speak up and call out our friends when we do see, you know, they're not doing the right thing. So thank you for revisiting that. I know it must, you know, be a little dramatic. So thank you so much for being brave enough, Nandi. I love you so much for this friend. You know, we'll always be supportive as your friends. And yes, so thank you for everyone comment let's have this conversation if you want to share your story the comment section is there we'll reach out you know to each other and yeah and email me on bravemenesse at gmail.com and we can have this conversation Nandi thank you so much thank you for having me Dan. for coming and chatting to us thank you so much like I feel like this needs to be heard it needs to be